Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. So please take a moment to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us to bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that work best for you. We've got an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. Be thankful in all things. I love this. Not for all things. There are some things I'm not thankful for, but I do know in it I still have joy. How many know a global pandemic never caught God off guard? Racial tension hasn't rocked the heavens. This crazy political season we've just walked through, it didn't, it didn't shake the kingdom. How many know God's got this? Amen? He said, in all things, give thanks. I love this right here. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will. Now, that's powerful. It's not just a suggestion. This is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says this. Pray in the Spirit in every situation. Some of us, if we would just pray about it, it would work out better over our children, over our finances, over our decisions. He said, in every situation, use every kind of prayer. I mean, there's a, many types of prayer in this book right here. Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, not preach. He didn't teach them how to preach. He taught them how to pray. And in this book, there's many different types of prayer. Prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of lament, prayers of hope, prayers of remembrance. And when you understand that this book teaches us how to pray and how to speak to God, how to hear from God, he said, pray in every situation, using every kind of prayer and request there is. For the same reason, be alert, be on guard, use every kind of effort and make every kind of request for all God's people. Here's what he said. He said, never stop praying. And in every situation you're in, be thankful and choose joy. And I am telling you, I've learned that joy is a choice. Because there are days I do not get out of bed and say, this is the day that the Lord hath made. There's some days I feel like crawling under the bed. And there are days I walk in the office and the staff knows it's not one of those days. And Pastor Casey will say, amen, amen, and amen. There are some days it's not just joyful, but I can choose to be joyful. And when I do, it becomes strength in my life. That's why the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's where I rise up beyond the happiness or beyond the moment, beyond the emotion, beyond the fleeting, fleeting circumstance or the happening of my life. And I know that I am, I am grounded in the bedrock of my faith. And things around me may change, but there is a God that never changes. He never sleeps. He never sleeps slumbers. He is never caught off guard. The heavens are never rocked by our day. And when I understand that and I realize that, it changes my perception and my outlook. That's why I live by faith, not by sight. That's why I walk by it. And the Bible says we inherit our promise through faith. And he said, never stop praying. And in every circumstance, give thanks. He said, in every situation, pray in the spirit. It's God's will for your life. You know, a few years ago, um, AirPods came out and everybody wanted AirPods and my daughters wanted AirPods and I wanted to grant their request because that's the kind of dad I am. One of my, one of my uh, love languages is giving. I love to be generous. And every store in town was sold out of AirPods. I went to this small store. I said, do you have any AirPods? They said, no, but our store in Lake Wells does. Anybody ever been to Lake Wells? You cannot just go by Lake Wells. You have to be going to Lake Wells. It's like an hour out in the middle of nowhere. So I drove all the way over to Lake Wells and I walked in and they were supposed to have 10 pairs left. And when I walked in, I said, I need two boxes of AirPods. They said, we're out. 
But I said, but I was sent over here. He said, what's your name? I said, my name's Tony Stewart. He said, we've got some with your name on it. Now, because I'm a loving father, I went out of my way. I drove an hour over there, an hour back to put these presents under a tree so that when my daughters opened them, what they desired, they had. There is a heavenly father that will go out of his way. He will weave through circumstances. He will chart up mountains and go through a low valley. That's why David said, I found out in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're in that valley. Matter of fact, you've anointed me to think the right way in that valley. Goodness and mercy are always with me. You let me feast even in the presence of my enemy. That's why you understand that in all things we can choose joy and something happens in that choice. Something happens. And what I do know is that there is a God and there is a heavenly father that when we ask of him, he hears from us. And the Bible says when we pray, not if we pray, when we talk to him, we talk, we petition and we listen. You know, a few years ago, there was a popular book that came out. It was called the prayer of Jabez. And it was everywhere. It was in Barnes and Nobles. It was in airports. It was even in Cracker Barrel. You know you, you've made it when you're in Cracker Barrel, you know? I mean, that's like a whole nother level, you know? I mean, it was everywhere. It was called the Prayer of Jabez. And it was just a simple prayer. And it was based out of the book of First Chronicles. Now, First Chronicles is an exciting book to read. I mean, it's really a book of genealogy. It's this one begot this one begot this one begot this one. Now, if you're in a daily reading um, and Chronicles is your daily reading, you're just thankful you have Psalms to partner with it because it's not fun. It's, but after 600 names, God interrupts this genealogy and he stops and he tells us about a man named Jabez. After 600, this one begot this one begot this one begot this one. Chapter after chapter, page after page, he stops. And this is what it says in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than his brothers. I love how God slides in there and says, this is where he ended up. But let me tell you how he started. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was one of that prayed to God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted his request. It's like God interrupts this book of genealogy because what you're understanding is you're seeing things passed down and people that are taking over and they're living out inheritances and walking out purpose and plans in the earth. And God stops and said, let me show you how I flipped the script with this man. He did not carry the baggage of genealogy, but in this circumstance, I really took what was labeled hurt and pain and I flipped the script in his life. And they get to Jabez, God stops stops this list of names and he gives us a small glimpse into Jabez's story. And the Bible said Jabez began to pray and he began to petition the God of heaven. Now when he starts Jabez's story, he said he is more honorable than all of his brothers. That's the end result. But you have to understand the way he started the journey wasn't as honorable. It wasn't as glorified. It wasn't as blessed in favor. For the Bible said he was labeled Jabez because the name Jabez means pain. And the Bible said he was named that because of his how he entered the story and entered the world and because of the circumstance the bible said his mother named him Jabez she labeled him pain can you imagine if you named one of your kids pain come here you little pain now some of you may already do that it's just probably not their name don't do that that's not good every time he heard his name he was reminded 
Every time he heard his name, he was, he, he was reminded of the label that he bore and the circumstance of his life. But I love what happens. Jabez determined to rise above the label of his life. Jabez determined that he was going to rise above the circumstance that he was brought into. And there are some of you in this room, there are testimonies where you have risen above the circumstance. You have fought your way out. You determined you were going to fight the good fight of faith. And you found out you were not fighting alone, but God was fighting for you. And the Bible says something happened. God begins to rearrange things. There was four things that really Jabez prayed for in this prayer. I want to share them with you today. The first, he prayed for blessing. You need to pray for blessing in your life. He said, well, Pastor, that sounds greedy. He prayed. He said, oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. You need to pray for God's blessing in your life. It's not you being greedy. Because God doesn't just want to get it to you. He wants to get things through you. He wants you to be a conduit in the earth for his goodness, his grace, his blessing. He doesn't just want you to have stuff. He doesn't want you just to have things. Now, God doesn't care about you having things. But I'm telling you, the problem is when things have you. You're okay to have things. God doesn't, I mean, you getting a new car doesn't rock the heavens. God doesn't, oh man, look at him. Will he be able to drive that new car and stay humble? No, what he does, he molds you and he shapes you so that when you get things, the things really don't matter. You want more of him. Because here's what he wants to do. Not just get it to you, get it through you need to pray for blessing in your life you need to pray it over you yourself your family your marriage you need to pray it over your children you need to pray that you are marked with blessing that you're blessed in the city and you're blessed in the field you're blessed when you come and you're blessed when you go you need to pray that when you rise up in the morning you rise in blessing and when you rest you lay your head down in the blessing of the lord matter of fact look at your name say you're marked for blessing He prayed for blessing in his life. We need to pray for blessing in our life. Matter of fact, in Genesis chapter 12, he tells Abraham why he is going to bless him. Abraham's getting ready to be the father of generations of faith. And he said, I will make you a great nation. And I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Here it is. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you will be a blessing. He said, here's why I'm going to bless you, Abraham. So you can bless the earth. And the reason God wants to bless you and bless me and bless us as a household of faith is so we can be a blessing in the earth. Not only did he pray for blessing, he prayed for influence. He began to pray that God would give him greater influence. You and I need to pray for influence in our life. We need to pray that God would give us influence in our life. This is what he said. He said, please be with me in all that I do. He said, expand my territory. I want you to understand when God begins to expand your territory, he has to stretch you. Anybody felt the stretching lately? When I was growing up, me and my brothers, we had two, uh, three boys in our house and we could tear up anything. I'm telling you, we could tear up anything. And I mean, we, we wreak havoc. We, were, we, we could just tear it up. But we had a toy. Now, it wasn't a doll because I don't want you to look at me funny. I didn't play with dolls. But I did have a toy, and it was kind of a doll. It was called Stretch Armstrong. Anybody remember him? He, it was this, this toy you could pull on his arms, and he would not. Matter of fact, we would fall back trying to break this thing. Why? Because it was built to stretch. What you have to understand, you've been built to stretch. You've been built for this season. It did not catch God off guard. He knew you would be in this season, and you were built for this season. You were built for the stretch. You may feel like at times you're going to be torn apart, but God says, you've got this. I'm not going to put any more than you can bear or I can bear on you. You were built for the stretch. And I'm telling you, we had stretched that thing, and we had 
pull that thing and it would not break. That's the way you've been designed. And he says, stretch me, Lord. Enlarge my territory because as you enlarge me, it will allow me to gain influence in the earth. Why are we stretching? Why are we taking another campus? Why are we stretching? Why? Because we want the influence of the kingdom and we want the stretch of the kingdom in Tampa Bay to be able to be so great that we find that we, as we lift the name of Jesus, because here's what the Bible says, if one can put a thousand to fly and two can put 10,000 to fly, every time we multiply, we become stronger in the kingdom. He said two are greater than one. There is power in partnership. And because you showed up today, I am stronger. Because you showed up today, we are stronger. Because we lifted the name of Jesus together, the heavens are stronger. Why? Because we are stronger together. He prayed for influence. He also prayed for presence. You and I need to pray for presence in our journey. He prayed for presence. He said, please be with me in all that I do. I'm telling you, the presence of God changes everything. You know what makes us different than any other social club? It's not because we gather, because many clubs gather. It's not because we have a building. Many organizations have buildings. It's not because we have a name or we have cool branding. Or, you know, it's not because of any of that. It's because when we meet as the people of God, the presence of God is present. And, and that's what separates us. But what would happen if you did not just visit the presence of God in this box we call a church, but you invited him into your home? You invited him to my work. You said, Pastor, I don't know about my work. It could be that his presence would change the environment of your workplace. Maybe it would move on your boss's heart. Maybe move on your heart to be a better employee at that workplace. Maybe it would change your neighborhood. Maybe it would change the interactions of, uh, of the circles you're in. But, but he began to pray for God's presence. He said, I pray you would be with me in all that I do. You know, Moses is getting ready to lead God's people out of Egypt through a wilderness and position them for a promise. And this was the prayer of Moses, really the petition of the heavens in Exodus 33, verse 15. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me and on your people if you do not go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all the other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses. I love this. The Lord replied to Moses. Not the other Israelites. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked for I look favorably on you and I know you by name. The Bible says when you draw close to God, he draws close to you. Jabez began to pray for a visitation of his presence and I would challenge you, invite his presence in. I find that he shows up where he's invited. The very first miracle of Jesus was at a wedding and the Bible said Jesus showed up at the wedding because he was invited. He comes where he is invited. You want him in your home? Invite him in your home. You want him in your car? invite him in your car. You want him in your struggles? Invite him in your struggle. You want him in your public places? Invite him. He shows up where he's invited. He said, I want your presence in my life. But he didn't just ask for his presence. He asked for his protection because he knew there was evil lurking. You know, this last week I had the uh, uh, honor to go with a group of pastors and kingdom leaders and, and government officials. And we went to Alabama and we toured the Legacy Museum, and I was horrified of the atrocities that we allowed in our nation. You know, you hear about things that have happened in slavery, but I watched and I witnessed the story of the journey of, the, of these precious people as they came, and they were made slaves, and how many millions of people throughout the years. And then I stood at a bridge 
at Edmund Pettus Bridge and we prayed there and we, we prayed for unity in our, in our communities, in our churches, in our nation. Because you realize this doesn't happen everywhere. You know, every church doesn't look like this. You may not know that because this is the church you go to. But let me know Sundays is one of the most segregated places in America. I'm glad that every Sunday over 40 nationalities roll in a building called City Life Church. I'm glad that red, yellow, black, and white, they're all precious in his sight. We prayed for unity. We marched across that bridge. But it wasn't long ago that the march was that peaceful. Why? There's evil lurking in our world. And we pray, Father, we know there's still evil in the heart of humans. And there is still evil in our world. Here's what he began to pray for. He began to pray for protection. And this is what the Bible said when he prayed for protection. Something began to happen. This is what he said. Keep me from all trouble and pain. Why did he pray this prayer? Because he knew there was evil in the earth and there was trouble and pain. Matter of fact, every time he heard his name, he was reminded of it. Every time he looked in the mirror, he rem was reminded of the label that he bore. But he began to pray to the God of the heavens, keep me, protect me from all trouble. And I love what the next verse says. God granted his request. And that's why it started out Jabez was more honorable than all of his brothers. That wasn't the beginning of the story. That was really the end of the story. And I do know this. God sees the end of your story today. You may have walked in here with the label God sees the end of the story. You may have walked in in pain. God sees the end of the story. You may have walked in with a broken heart. God sees the end of the story. But I've got good news. You are not fighting alone. Oh, there is an adversary. First Peter 5 and 8 said, Stay alert. Watch out your great enemy, the devil. Rocks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But Isaiah says this, No weapon formed against you has the ability to prosper. And every tongue that rise against you, it must fall. I don't care what the enemy has put on you. You serve the king of all glory. And the Bible said at the end of the story Jabez won. At the end of the day, Jabez was greater than all of his brothers. Come on, put your hands together and give him praise. Come on, jump to your feet. Come on, take about 10 seconds. Open your mouth. Come on, the God of increase. The God of blessing. The God of favor. The God of influence. The God of protection. He said, never stop praying. He said, bless me. Give me influence. Father, I, I desire your presence. And then cover me. I, I read a story about a young man. He'd become the president of a small Christian college. And one of his main assignments was to raise money. And it was in a season where the economy was in a downturn and raising money for his institution was not easy. Everyone he called said, we want to help. We just can't do it right now. So finally one day he was in the office and he wondering what he was going to do. And a gentleman from Chicago called. He said, I've heard you're the new president of the university. I'm an alumni. God has blessed us, blessed our business, our family, and we want to give back. He invited him to come to Chicago in the Midwest. He arrived and when he arrived, he was overwhelmed by this large, tall skyscraper that this man's business owned. He walked in, he said he was greeted by a receptionist. The receptionist sent him to the top floor and when he got off the elevator, there was another receptionist. The receptionist got on the phone, called out, and the man's personal assistant came out. He said, I'm the executive assistant for our CEO. He'll be with you shortly. Finally, then a lady came and said, it's your time to go. And he said, I walked into this massive office. He said, I got acquainted with the gentleman. 
And uh, we exchanged pleasantries. And then he looked at me and said, tell me two things. What are you planning to do and how much will it cost? He said, I wasn't prepared for the question. He said, I started stumbling. I started bumbling. I, I tried to get a few things out there that we were wanting to do. And then I tried to figure out in my head what it would cost. Finally, I threw out a number. He said he pulled his checkbook, wrote a check, tore off the check, and he put it out before me. As he was putting out the check, and I reached out to grab it to say thank you, he grabbed my hand. And he said, young man, let me give you some advice. When you're asking, be intentional. And always ask largely. He said, I was prepared to write a much bigger check, but you never asked. I think there's things in the kingdom that God is ready to do, but we just never ask. There's some things he's ready to stretch us for, but we never ask. There's some things he's ready to release in our families, but we never ask. There's some things he's ready to open up for us as believers, but we never ask. But I'm believing in this next season, we're going to ask largely. We're going to rise up with a declaration and pray, Father, we pray for blessing and we pray for influence and we pray that your presence visits us daily. And Father, I pray you cover us as believers and we begin to walk out this journey father not by what we see but by a faith believing that it's yours your kingdom this is what he said he said it's the will of father the will of the father concerning you as a believer and this is what i'm believing god is wanting to stretch your territory he's wanting to bless you he's wanting to favor you we came in with three words this year. And just really what we heard in our spirit. I was speaking for Pastor Jim Rayleigh. And I was praying over their staff. I was in a staff retreat with them. And Pastor Casey was leading a little bit of worship. And I just simply just said, I feel God saying yes over this house. This is going to be the year of the yes for Calvary Church. Pastor Jim, it got in his spirit. And I'm telling you, God just kind of just moved at this retreat center we were in. When we got in the car... Pastor Casey said, I felt that reverberate in me. I feel like it may be the word for our house coming into this season. So we simply came in with three words, with three little letters. One word, yes. Not knowing what the yes would be, not knowing what the requirement would be, not knowing what God was going to do or ask of us, but we just said yes. The Bible tells us that we have been marked with the yes of Jesus. The Bible said that the promises of God are yes and amen. But it's hard to walk them out if we do not know them, if we have never heard them. And Jesus, I told you, never taught his disciples how to preach, but he did teach them how to pray. And he said, when you pray, pray that a kingdom would invade this earth. I pray that the will of the Father would invade this earth. So I'm challenging you as a household. I'm challenging you as an individual, not just in this room, but in your home, at your marketplace, at that assignment that God has given you in your ministry, I'm praying that you begin to speak blessing and life. I'm praying that you lay your hands on your children and quit talking about all they're doing wrong, but speak about the destiny God has in their future. Declare that they are warriors and giant killers. Declare that the goodness of God is chasing them. Declare that they are covered with favor. Lay your hand on your checkbook and declare according to your riches and glory, you will supply every knee. Look into your mirror and declare over yourself that your best is yet to come and your latter will be greater than your former. Look out into your future and declare I am on my way. My greatest days are still before me. Come on, if you believe that, come on, just slide your hand up. I'm going to pray over you today. Father, we declare a yes and an amen over your people. Father, we declare blessing and favor Father, I believe, Father, you're stretching and giving greater influence. Father, I believe, Father, there are waves of visitation, waves of your presence. 
Father, I pray that each of us, Father, not just as individuals, but a corporate household of faith, Father, we would catch a fresh wind of your presence, Father, and we will go and we will move and we will follow where you lead us. And Father, I pray for divine protection because there is a real adversary. There is one that would desire, Father, to stop the plan and the purpose of God in our life. But Father, I declare they are covered. They are covered. You have them, Father. You are leading them. You have got their back, Father. You have surrounded them. So, Father, we declare today over them that no weapon. Somebody say no weapon. Come on, somebody needs to receive that. No weapon. No weapon. Father, I declare that no weapon formed against them has the ability to prosper. But they are victorious, Father. They are the head and not the tail. They are the first and not the last. They are the blessing of the kingdom. Come on, now take those hands. Put them together with a yes and an amen. Come on, with a yes and an amen. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. And you can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today, and we'll see you next time.